0: Welcome to Predwings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockeytown collide, and now your hosts Brett Runway and D Law Dan
1: Lawless.
0: Welcome to Predwings Podcast. We made it to episode seventy-one uh Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and at uh, Predwings Podcast and X hey, I actually said it right this time. I so used to say in Twitter and YouTube at Predwings Pod. And our email is Pride Wings Podcast at gmail.com. So another quick show this our uh, uh at least seems like we just recorded the other day it's almost a week though so how uh no uh no beer league minute this week. Um but you're
1: telling me, hang on. You're the biggest rink rat I've ever met in my life. You live at every rink, you play in every league, and you didn't have one mm. game this week I
0: do not I d I don't I don't play uh every rink and every day. I score keep some. But I mean I did play uh tonight, but it wasn't a real game. It was just that little Zamboni League type thing that, like a drills and a scrimmage. I could have been better, but I I made some really good saves, and actually I didn't do the music yet, but that's okay. I won't do that. I'm not going to go into a a long drawn out beer league minute like I usually do. So we can just uh, go right into some, I wanted to mention some, um, statistics for our podcast I know it's been quite a while since I actually mentioned some oh, I was looking at the other day <laughs> it's kind of kind of interesting um, well nor you know obviously one I mean, listener yeah well no actually uh, the US obviously we have 115 downloads um, it, but <laughs> it's kind of interesting to see where they're coming from in the so US
1: averaging one a show
0: well, these are just downloads. And it's these, you. Aren't,
1: these, aren't down,
0: like these aren't down. These aren't downloads. These are just downloads. These aren't listeners. Um, but in in New York, I mean, obviously, that's where we're at. We have 102 downloads. But this, I don't know. I this is worth it. But that's this Can is you on. Mad work?
1: for me again. How many total downloads did you say? Uh,
0: 115 oh, okay. as of right now. Man, we have 102 from New York, but I know uh, this is on their website. This is on the, on, on the uh, statistics area. So California has five. It's got to <laughs> be bots either. or something
1: or an accident. <laughs> Iowa
0: one. <laughs> Does they even know hockey in Iowa? Do they even have hockey in Iowa? I don't know. Virginia, there's six. I don't think I hockey there, and. Uh, vermont has one they i assume they have hockey there this is where it gets kind of weird canada has two downloads they're both in quebec um come on canadians you can't but this is where it gets weird peru it's gotta peru. be they got four downloads it's gotta be a Podbean thing i don't know so, come on Canada you got to get more downloads in Peru doesn't even, I don't think they know what hockey is <laughs> and then Algeria has one well yeah but I don't know yeah Z Ryan Z Ryan said uh he'd listen in Hawaii but that's doesn't that's part of the US and that's not he must not have downloaded and another interesting a uh, couple episodes um our most downloaded episode was oh, I didn't see what the time what the what the title was. It was uh, last year, last November uh, 2022. Um, I can't remember the name of the episode, but that's got 13. And then the next closest was just, just a couple weeks ago, November 12th uh, episode that has 10. So just some interesting, uh, statistics or not interesting statistics whatever. (laughs) Um, so, you know, we've already mentioned the beer league minutes or not much. So I guess we can jump right into the wings recaps.
1: Well, it's been uh, a decent stretch of hockey for Detroit lately. I'm just hoping they can continue on and win that game we debated on last week. Um, but yeah, they, they started off with uh, New Jersey and, and Larkin um, and Raymond. They continue their point streaks. Um, you know, Robbie Fabry, he showed up. He scored another goal. Um, the nice thing is we got more defense involved um, and Moritz Sider got our fourth goal. But the whole game, they kept the tempo. They, they kept up and from the beginning to the end, they played a complete game and they just played phenomenal. And I think Huso was out there to prove to his daughter, he's got that chip on his shoulder for his newborn. Um, you know, he talked about her pregame, you know, how he wanted to go out there and have a good game. He was proud, whatever. Uh, and it worked. He went out and had a, a phenomenal game. Um, But it was just nice to see. I, I just feel it's always nice to see defense scoring goals. It's You know, Detroit has struggled with that a little bit this year, not having uh, – you know, not having a lot of goals scored, um, you know, but Cider comes in and, you know, fills that in, had a nice shot. It was, it was, you know, coverage in front and, you know, that's how, you know, that's how Detroit's got to score. They got to get into the, the dirty areas in front of the net. Um, did you happen to see, did you see any of that game D-Law?
0: No, I didn't see any in Detroit actually.
1: No? that's all right. Um, you know, and then, and then we, uh, let me see here. Should I just lost my notes? Cut that out. Oh! Yeah. Anyways, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, then we go into Boston. This was a game I thought for sure Detroit was going to lose. Uh, Detroit got a really good point or the, you know, Mickey Redmond and, um, pregame as well as Ken and, and Ozzie. They had talked about how you know they hope the Bruins keep winning they're a team that somehow they're always in the playoffs they, they find a way to win um, they must be having you know some luck down in their farm system I, I don't think they're that great right now but you know they've had a lot of guys step up and play real big when needed to especially with the departure of like a Bergeron uh, lost Bertuzzi and they're still just a powerhouse of a team but Detroit goes into Boston and you know, I I thought for sure that was not going to go well. Uh, Detroit, you know, they come out first, they strike first in the first period with you know Confer and and DeBrinket both scoring goals. Uh, they jump out to a two nothing lead, and it was you know it was a, it was a good game um, for Detroit in the first period. Uh, second period, you know, not we you know Jake DeBrus comes out gets a gets an early goal, and you know you just you get this feeling that Detroit is now. You know, as soon as they get that goal scored on them, you know, they, they they start. Lately, they've been, you know, they score one, they take three more. So it was nice that Detroit battled back. Fabry got another goal um, to add to his streak going on two games now. And that puts Fabry at four for the season. Um, you know, third period starts off. Heinen gets a goal. Uh, and then the captain comes out and, you know, he gets a power play goal. In in this game, it was the very same or similar or same game plan as it was against the Devils. They came out, they jumped on Boston early, uh, they never let their 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 foot down, and they just played great. They played, you know, they played great hockey. It was physical, and they they put Boston in a position, um, you know, later in the game, where, you know, they they forced Boston to start taking bad penalties. Detroit was just out skating him. Um, you know, in, in the third period alone, Boston took three penalties, and uh, Marchand was one of them. And It was at the end of the game, or, or middle of the period, rather, you know, heading into the end of the game, and that's when Boston usually gets strong and they make that comeback. So getting a guy like Marchand off the ice, and it's just from moving your feet and, you know, not, not buying into the antics after the play, Detroit just kept to their game. They kept to their game. They stayed true to what they were doing. They didn't get into anything that they didn't need to get into. Uh, they just they they just stuck to the game plan. It looked like, and it it caused Boston to kind of go into panic mode and started taking desperate penalties. And you know Detroit was able to capitalize. They they were you know they played great. Um, and then the last game I get to recap was today's game, which was a uh, you know that was a that was a fun game. Uh, Detroit came out. And which there's going to be some news on that one. You know, we'll talk about. Got I don't want to say physical, but it definitely, uh, definitely some stuff that needs to be, to be looked at. Uh, be again. Detroit comes out, and you know they quick get the first goal on a on a power play. You know, which has been very hot for Detroit lately. Uh, David Perron, nice nice play from Raymond and uh, Shane Beer. And, you know, it gets him, you know, one nothing. But then, you know, end of the period, uh, you had a deflected power play goal with and It was a nice play. You know, he was just it was uh Detroit couldn't get control of the puck. And um, you know, Kippersov is right there. Uh, which I thought it was his goal actually, but it, it it didn't end up being his. Um but it was just they had a they had a great power play. They were they were able to set up in the zone. Uh but then you know, Detroit comes out in the second and Larkin gets another goal in the season, putting him at eight, uh, to get him, you know, ahead uh two to one. And it was a good it was a good game. You know, I'm not gonna keep going in, but Prawn and Gossesbeer they each scored goals at the end of the game. And, you know, another game where Detroit stayed true to the game plan. They just from start to finish, they just they played and just never let off the gas.
0: I saw that Perron had that was his 300th career goal. Yep,
1: yep. He uh, he's had a great great career. I mean, he he got the cup in St. Louis. Uh, you know, came came over to Detroit, obviously, and he's had some great seasons here. He's he's what the he's a great leader in the locker room. And, you know, he he plays with his heart on his sleeve. He he's not afraid to shy away from any of the hits. I mean, the guy gives it all every single every single play that he's out there you know, he wants to be involved and, you know, he's, he's great. He was the first star of the game tonight. So, but yeah, he's, he's having, you know, a good season. It's nice to have him out there. Um, Yeah. He had a good game, but overall Detroit just, they looked, they looked really good. They're getting in a rhythm. They're able to get pucks in, they get comfortable in the zone. That's something that, that, um, you know, Mickey kept saying over and over tonight They're, they're in and they're comfortable. And that's exactly right. When they can get in and get set up and they can move the puck around, you know, Detroit's a team to worry about. They've got some real good goal scorers on on their roster. I mean, Perron, I mean, anyone on any line, and I've talked about this before, anybody on any line for Detroit is capable of scoring a goal. Like, they're not just out there for garbage points, but, you know, they can put some goals in. So... It's nice to actually have people. So if they can get the game plan to work and they can get comfortable in the zone, you know they're they're going to have a good stretch of hockey. They're going to be a tough team to contend with. Well,
0: they they have as a team. The Detroit's got seventy four goals for, actually more than Boston. Uh, they only they're only trailing in the, within the east within their division. They're only trailing Tampa Bay, as far as goals okay. for. So yeah, they're they're. If they're scoring goals they've
1: got, they've got goal scores right
0: it just their defense you know they they've allowed 60 so it's
1: yeah, they, they not the better. worst
0: and tab actually got the worst actually no you know, montreal has got they, the worst and,
1: they, and, and lalone said it perfectly you know when he was talking about his goal his goalies he goes you know if you look at their stats you know they're they're all giving us points all three of them are giving us points alex Lyon had the the win today like he, all three of them are capable of coming in and winning the problem is they let in the, the ugly goal when you let in those ugly goals that just changes the whole moment like you can feel it even as a fan like oh my god he just he he just let that in how how did you let that in and you know you kind of feel the team like oh my god and then it's just you know foot on the throat and game over so if they can stop from letting in these garbage goals, Detroit has a pretty decent, you know, trio of goalies. But it's just a matter of you know just getting the confidence up. I think Alex Lyon's been showing that the last couple of games; he's getting more and more confident. Show a little swagger tonight. He got pretty upset with uh, I think it was Hartman behind the net, um, and it was just it was it was fun hockey to watch. So yeah, Detroit's been fun. They've been fun. It's been entertaining and. I've been enthused the last few games as a fan, but enough about Detroit. Let's, let's, let's get into, uh, let's get into the national. Uh, well,
0: actually, it's actually going a lot better than I thought, you know, I, you know, this season I that was going to be a crap season. They weren't going to have any wins and stuff. Well, I got two games. Uh, the first, uh, as a home game against Calgary. Um, and I, didn't mention that last show, but that was, uh, that, this was the day before Thanksgiving game, so everybody's, you know, everybody's coming back in into town for their, you know, family and, like, t- picking up a Predators game, but it's uh, it was David Poyle night, um, so they had a nice little pregame ceremony, they raised a banner, yes, I know, they raised another banner, but a lot of teams are doing that now, um, but uh, it just, the batter just has his DP on in the, 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 the years that he was, um, I think it was like 98 to 2022, uh, the years that he was with the Predators. <laughs> um, but an interesting story here. The first game of this season, uh, Daryl Poyle came to the arena, and he sat in the lower bowl where the fans are is he didn't know where to sit because uh, you know he's obviously he retired and stuff like that so he usually sits in the the owner's suite or the, the press box ba- or not the press box the you know the team suite or the owner suite so he and a fan actually took a picture from another section you know probably got tweeted somehow but they showed it. And so the next game, Barry Trotz uh, invited him into this the suite. I think it was the owner's suite. Um, it was the team suite. I, I assume it's the owner's suite. I don't know. Um, but anyway, the, he invited him to a suite and the, he unveiled a, a monogram seat with his name on it. And that was just his way of saying that David Poyle always has a seat in the arena. So I just thought that was kind of a, a neat touch uh, for Barry Trotz because, you know, he, obviously he hired him. He was one of the first hire as far as a coach. And then, you know, now he's replacing him sort of. Um, So I just thought that was kind of, kind of, it was a nice touch, touch uh, of a ceremony. Um, It was a late start to begin with for some reason. Um, But, you know, and then that, Ceremony was about ten fifteen minutes, so I think by the time they dropped the puck, it was pretty much near well nine thirty our time would have been eight uh, eight thirty their time. Usually their their game starts seven their time, like oh, normal normal games. So, so just funny that it was a little bit late over a start time, especially with the ceremony. Um, but the Preds came out and they they looked really good in this game. They came out. Um, they did take a penalty, but uh, they they actually scored shorthanded. Uh, Colton Sissons, he has been playing really good. And at that time, uh, they were leading the sh- uh, three nothing shots on goal. The Preds were so they came out flying against the, the Flames, which they needed to do. Uh, but then you know Calgary came right back, tied the game, and I was you know watching the, watching it, and I'm like. <laughs> Here we go again. But I mean, they have been playing really good. Um, so I wasn't too worried. Um, but then O'Reilly, uh, he uh, he scored to, to retake the lead. Um, and then uh, there was a couple of fights and just wanted to mention because there's a very physical game in Preds and Calgary. They're yeah. not too much of a rivalry, but, you know, they had that one a few years ago, or actually probably more than a few years ago, they had that playoff series, and their rivalry kind of ratcheted up a little bit. It hasn't really been all that great the last couple of years, but but it was a physical game, and um, so there was a couple of fights in that, um, I don't, and I don't even remember who, who fought now, Um who would the I don't know, but the press really don't have too too many fighters anyway. Um, but then um, late in the period, uh, McCarron, um, I don't remember his first name now, uh, he was called for a holding, but they showed the replay, and I'm trying to think. And, and even the announcer was saying there's like, I'm not sure what the penalty was. And I don't, so I don't know what the refs saw, um, but they actually outshot the flames in the second period, 14 to four. So, you know, and they didn't really have that pushback or at least, you know, the Preds guarded against it. So they didn't, you know, cause there's always a pushback and, you know, cause the Preds played really good in the first period. Um, but Marstrom was just, he was unbelievable desperation save midway through the third period uh, Project could have took a two goal lead in that one, but it was just a just an amazing save. Um, oh. He was way out of position. He's like almost kind of like a hashik, just kind of flopping around. And I don't know how he made that save. Um, but Alexander Carrier, uh, he's a defenseman. Uh, he finally put one in the net uh, to make it to go up three to one. Uh, but the Flames uh they kind of cried about it um they, they actually challenged it um for a hand pass um you know because it was kind of like behind a net and Forsberg did uh kind of bat it down with his glove but the flames touched it right after that so that negated the hand pass because because the, the flames touched it and then um and then um carrier put it in um but you know because of the challenge and they it was an unsuccessful challenge there's a penalty so the preds go you know when they went back in the power play and then but then they brass just decided to do a, a reverse home call yeah. um and this one uh, it was a, a bs call um not sure what he saw in that one I think it was just like I said. It was a reverse home call. Um, I know it's probably not a thing, but hey, you 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 like the reverse hits, and I don't think that's a you know a hit is a hit. It doesn't matter if it's a reverse or a normal. So why can't a home call be a reverse home call?
1: It's a reverse hit. It's a thing.
0: <laughs> it's not a reverse. A hit is a hit.
1: So anyway, um, so... Uh, is when the hitter gets hit. It's still hit. a hit. It is. It's it's just, just, hit. Because the the hit. just because the guy's got the
0: puck doesn't mean he can still hit, just because he's got the puck. But anyway... And, so and, and
1: that is called a reverse hit.
0: Well, it's still a hit. You don't want it. It's, it is. Whatever.
1: I'm not disagreeing, but it's a reverse hit.
0: Well, whatever. So this is going to be a reverse home call, then. It's not okay. a home call because it's for the visiting team. I don't okay. know. Well, anyway, um, so the um, uh, Parson and actually ended up with uh, the power play goal. Um, it was a nice, nice goal. Uh, so that put them up four to one. And then the Calgary got a little, little bit of a uh, uh, penalty trouble. Um, you know, Calgary. Uh, Weger wasn't he on another team? I don't. know. I think that he just got there. He he took a a penalty for holding, and then uh, and then he he got a penalty for holding, and then he kind of threw a stick. So they 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 called him for penalty, and they also called the pen a penalty shot because he threw the stick. Um, actually, I just think he kind of like. I mean, he did kind of throw it when he threw his stick. The- he actually made a save on it. The puck hit the save. So I guess that's obviously you got to call that. So uh, Sherwood ended up because uh, Keefer Sherwood um, actually got the, he was the one that took the shot that that just that hit the stick. So he got a penalty shot, but he didn't score on it. But they ended up with a power play. Anyway, Preds win this one, ends the street there, put them to a three-game wing streak. And, uh, they end up, went, uh, they end up, uh, out shooting, them uh, 16 to nine in the third period. So it was a pretty complete game. Uh, you know, they didn't really let Calgary have a pushback. I mean, the final score was four or two, but it was, it was a good win. Um, really, really good to see him, to see him play like they did. Um, and then, you know, then they got their little, their one road trip in between this little homestand to St. Louis on the day, uh, like well, we mentioned last week, Black Friday. Um, and, you know, I was saying, I, I thought they were going to lose this game because it was being St. Louis and St. Louis was playing really good. But I actually saw this one, you know, there actually, I saw the replay of it because. I wasn't able to see it live, but I went and saw the re- the re- the recording of it. Uh, but the the Preds just—I mean, they they were pretty much pretty much for the whole game. They were playing they almost in in their in the Blues' end. Yeah, it was it was a back and forth game, um, sort of. I mean, the Blues did have some pressure, so it wasn't like it wasn't like a total you know blowout blowout and um. It was just they got they got the bounces. Um, uh, the Blues started Hofer, um, and and uh, the Predators started Lincoln, and uh, he had won his last two starts. Um, before this before the Blues game, uh, Cole Smith in his last uh, three games before this Blues game, he had four points, two goals, two assists, so he's he's playing really good. And the Yak, uh, Yak of Trenin. A, he had no points in the previous fourteen, but in his the last three games leading up to this game, he had three points. So he's starting to raise his level. And then uh, Colton Sissons, um has got he's got six goals this season, which are the most the most through his uh, eighteen games in his career, or most most through eighteen games in his career because it's just like eighteen. They played like 18 or 19 now i think it is so he's he's starting to step it up a little bit um but they had once again no line no changes in the lines they got you know forsberg o'reilly and nyquist um uh, for the top line and that's you know forsberg and nyquist are really hitting it off really really gelling um so uh, that's nice to see and they got a really good face-off man, and O'Reilly wins win a lot of key face-offs. Um, but like I said, you know, <clears throat> I was kind of worried about this game. The Blues are six and two at home, um, at least before this game. Um, but you know, I don't not sure why, but the Blues had a tribute video for O'Reilly because it wasn't his first game back. Um, but they, you know, he, he's really loved in St. Louis, brought a cop to him. Um, but you know, nice little standing ovation for him. And he was on, <clears throat> he was on the ice when they had, when they it was the first, uh, first commercial break. Um, and he was on the ice and he, you know, raised his hand and stuff and pointed to his heart. And so he still, he still likes St. Louis. Um, but then uh, <clears throat> Forsberg jumped on a loose puck, um, and he scored his 10th goal. Uh, Nyquist, his point streak, got an assist on his goal. Uh, stayed alive at seven games. Um, so he's got a seven. He had a seven-game point streak going. Nyquist on that assist. And then uh, Trennan had a three and one. Somehow, you know, he put it through the hole for his five hole. Um it was reviewed, and, you know, Yakov trying, he, he knew it was in, told the ref, and they had to review it. I don't, it, uh, not sure exactly why they reviewed it. Um, that, actually, that might have been the one. No, that wasn't, that was later on. That's, so. I'm not sure. Um, not sure why they reviewed it. Uh, but it, it held up. Um, but, uh, you know, the pellet killing in this game, uh, they had killed off twelve of their last thirteen, so their probably killing is is uh, doing really good at, compared to last year. Their power play, um, their power play is, needs a little bit of work. I mean, it's 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 doing something, but not not as good as not not like it could be. Um, but. Uh, you know, and then here we go again, you know, little Shen of the Blues. Yeah, you'll see they're both captains. Um, the, uh, you know, Shen's the captain of the, of the Blues and you'll obviously the captain of the Preds. It was kind of a late, a little bit late, but would jumped right in and fought him. Um, I don't know, I, I guess, I think, I mean, he went down. Uh, Shen knocked him down, but not sure if it was really. Who really won that fight? <laughs> not, not really. A lot of big, big blows landed, but I don't. Not sure. I mean, yeah, he hit him, but I don't know. I, not sure why he want to fight at the time, but. But then eventually, so he banks one off of Hofer. Kind of a bad goal for Hofer to give up. I mean, he banked. I mean, he was like kinda of like he just shot at the net. He was like kinda of near the goal line and just shot it, hit his leg and went in. Uh, so that made a three nothing. And then um Puknevich, uh got the blues on the board. You know? So I'm thinking, you know, they Preds lately, you know, they I mean they're on a three game winning streak, but you know, the last week or two they've given they've given up a lot of blown leads. So three nothing lead. Blues score three to one at home. But, you know, they, they got out of the first period, uh, 18 to 14 shots for the Blues. That was the most first period shots the Preds have allowed this season. Um, and then um, Spencer Stastny gets his first NHL goal. It was a nice little snipe from the, kind of from the high slot. So that put him up four to one um and that uh that was the end of the night for hofer so his first goal chased hofer so and then binge comes in he he's he wasn't he hasn't been doing too well lately either he's he's allowed he allowed 10 goals in his last two starts so um know the preds back on the power play nyquist uh he just dumped the puck on a bington to get a whistle and um because they were already on the power play, because and then it was a delayed penalty. So and you know instead of you know going skating, you know trying to get in the zone and get the extra attacker, he you know smartly uh, just dumped it on bench so they could get the whistle so they can set up the five on three. So I thought that was kind of a smart play for for uh, Nyquist to do. Um, and then you know Bruno called a timeout. Why? You know this is not second period. They're leading 3-1, to one, or actually 4-1 to one at a time. I don't know. I mean, I guess he's probably wanted to call time, wants to set things up on the 5-on-3, but I guess it, it, it worked because O'Reilly, <clears throat> Then they tried to set up O'Reilly a couple different times. Um, in the back door, he kind of missed a couple, but he finally hit one on the 5-on-3, so that put him up. That was their first 5-on-3 goal. For the Predators, and then um, so that that was on the first five on three, and then uh, Evangelista he 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 was out healthy scratch against the Calgary or in the Calgary game, so he comes back in and he he jumped on a rebound, puts um, puts put spreads up six to one, and then uh, in you know on the Bills before this uh game the blues were uh, leveling for their last 12 on the pk so their pks was doing pretty good uh, themselves so i guess things had to change um but then you know the blues come right back thomas he's been red hot um he scored uh right just after the penalty kill another penalty kill um and that that cut it to 62 to uh but that's pretty much as close as i got um O'Reilly, you know, he's got 18 points. Uh, that's his third best start of his career. Ten goals, six of them are power play, which is tied for the most in the, in the NHL. Uh, Nyquist has 14 points. That's his second best start to his career. And um, it's kind of a funny thing. I mean, it wasn't funny, but kind of was. The, the linesman uh, kind of put a nice little check on Tomasino. Actually, Thomas even you know, just kind of ran into him, uh, but it—he lost his bucket, so he had to go over to the bench because you know his helmet fell off, and you know, they got to either grab the helmet or go back to the bench. So, just kind of thought that was interesting. That the, lines, the linesman—well, he actually kind of ran into the linesman, but it kind of looked like a check, even though he ran into him. Um, but then uh, Forsberg, he uh, got his second goal uh, right out the face, uh, actually from the face-off circle. A little snapshot. That put him up seven to two. Um, and again, uh, the Preds kind of dominating the second period as far as shots and goal; They shot him 13 to eight. Um, but the, you know the shots were 27 at a piece in this one. But then you know the Blues come right back. They get their first home power play goal, which is kind of surprising. Um, I was on a deflection, but sure we'll come right back. Scores on a rebound, but they didn't realize. You know, they're like, they, they actually didn't
1: for a minute. There, they didn't even realize it was in the net
0: because it when it, it was in the net, but it, it stuck under the, the net padding that the, the padding and that in it's in the back of the net. <laughs> so, but um, and, and the goal light didn't come on for that one, but it was a goal, and then, give Preds an eight to three. 8-3 lead, and, um, but then, uh, late in the game, you know, it was 8-3, to it was like probably two minutes left, the Blues, um, Torchenko, I think that's how you say his name, he threw kind of a cheap little slew foot on Nyquist, um, it was a no call, but, you know, Nyquist kind of battled, you know, about 20 seconds after that, kind of slashed him, and, and obviously the rest called that, but they didn't cause a slew foot. So I don't know, but, um, you know, the blues outshot the Preds in the third period, 12 to eight. Um, they actually outshot them in the game, but it was the, uh, Preds four game win streak, which is the first of the season. So it was a nice little win 4 game win streak Cohen. Um, you know, and then you know a little bit later we'll have the uh, have the previews for the next game. You know, we'll, we'll see if it happens. We'll see, we'll see if it uh, holds up. They can get a five game win streak against Winnipeg at home, but uh, that's it for the recaps. So I guess we can jump into some NHL news, and there's a couple stories. So Corey Perry of the uh, Blackhawks, he is. Out for the foreseeable future, as far as the GM said. Um, But he hasn't provided any details, but Perry's agent says it's for personal matters.
1: Yeah, we can only speculate what that could be. I mean, I haven't seen any rumors. Um, You know, I I know we just saw that incident with Lucic here recently. Uh, I wonder if it falls under... Something similar. I I'm not sure. I don't know even. I mean, it could just be family issues. I mean, I, I guess oh. what I'm getting at is, do we think it's disciplinary, or do we think, or not disciplinary, but like, you know, needs to get assistance, or if it's like family dealing with like family tragedy or trauma, or. Well, according to his
0: agent, it's personal matters. So I mean, but then again, you know, could that? I mean, I, I, usually personal matters mean usually means family. Um, and he he mentioned he says, "Ecorius um, family I appreciate privacy at this time." So,
1: yeah, it's just. Very- I
0: mean, yeah, I don't think we'll know. I mean, and and if it is personal, we shouldn't know. Um, we just.
1: He's He's
0: stepping away. He's 38 years old. I don't know. Um, I hope it's nothing, you know, tragic or anything. And I just, you know, maybe, maybe it is just retirement. Um,
1: guy you like love to hate. He, uh,
0: you know, he's he signed that four million dollar contract. Um,
1: I mean, the, yeah, that'll all be fixed. so. You know, I mean, it's, it's not a lot, but well, um, I
0: believe, um, I thought I saw that he is going to be paid during I mean, the time. It,
1: it, it all depends on what's going on. I mean, if it's like a legal thing, like he was caught up in something legal, I mean, there's a legal process that goes along with that. Um, you know, if it's if it's a family matter, like, it could be written in there that he can get paid for X amount of games or, you know, something along those lines. Like, I mean, it, it'll all be spelled out in his contract. Like, they're they're not just going to let him walk away and get it all unless it's duly owed. Yeah, so
0: I mean, we we could sit here and speculate all day, but I mean, Chicago is—they're a mess because you know. Speaking of Chicago, now they're going to miss Taylor Hall for the rest of the season because he's going to have ACL surgery on his right knee.
1: Yeah, that was that was um, a huge loss. I mean, no, he's, he's a mentor to to Connor Bedard. Like that's 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 a tough one.
0: And he's. I believe he's—he had that big contract too, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he's thirty-two years old. Uh, He's been—he's been in the league for a while. I mean, four-year, twenty-four million.
0: Okay. That's uh, that's a quite a big chunk of chain. That—that's more than Perry. I mean, I mean, you know, four million is a lot, but. You know, as far as just, you know, salary, they can kind of work their way around it. But you know, with Hall being out, and I mean, because he's on IR, he still has to get paid, I believe. Because yep. I mean, so
1: twenty twenty five is when he'll become <clears throat> a unrestricted free agent. But yeah, that's, I, I mean, overall, that's that's a big <laughs> loss for Chicago. Um, you know, they're obviously in a rebuild mode. Uh, they're, they've been trying to. You know, put the pieces together, and he was a part of the the machine. I mean, he was a a cog in the machine. He he played his part to help groom these guys for the future. So having him not on the ice, I mean, that's that's kind of big. I mean, you're you're paying this guy, yeah, because he's got a, a great offensive game, but you're also paying him for you know he's been around the league. He's been in some locker rooms with some great players, and he's he's I'm sure has learned a lot and can bring a lot of value to to the locker room for these young guys and just to mentor the the up and coming Blackhawks um and kind of get them comfortable on the ice I mean he, he probably played a huge part in all of that and I just think that's a a big loss for Chicago and
0: Connor Bernard is not you know he, he they they played the Blues and he was a minus 1 he only had uh three shots on goal so he's not he's struggling um so I mean he's only got uh well he does have 10 goals it's surprising he's got 10 goals already but I' mean 19 games I guess I guess that is a lot for 19 games but I mean he's the, the hype that he's had he should probably be close to 20 you know he should be the, the hype I mean, I, but then you were talking McDavid type numbers, but
1: just he, he's the way he was McDavid. hyped he's not up. A McDavid, he's not going to be a McDavid. You're the way about, the way about. he was the way he was
0: being hyped up, he thought he was going to be, and he thought he'd be a goal a game player. But
1: he'll find his groove. He'll find his groove. I mean, he was. I mean, I know his preseason. He had a good preseason. Uh, he had many many successful seasons. You know the years prior. Give him, give him time. Maybe he's just going to take some time to develop. I mean, maybe he could be a bust. I mean, you never know. But give, give him a minute. He's a young kid. You know, he's taking a big step. I mean, it's huge. And if he doesn't perform, I don't think he should be concerned if he gets sent to the AHL. I think yeah, I would rather go to the AHL, get my game where it needs to be, come back up, and keep getting that paycheck. So you know, he's got to be humble and just. He's got to get his game on. I know there's some riflings in the locker room. Um, you have Felino making comments about, you know, how the young guys got to get to pretty much just hustle and grind every opportunity, every opportunity that they get you know, with guys like Taylor Hall. Now out of the lineup, it's their time to step up and show what they're made of. You came with all this hype, step up and, and do something. And so, I mean, they're starting to feel it in the locker room as well.
0: But he also doesn't really have, I don't think he's He's really got the talent around him, the players around him. I think he needs needs some some decent veterans. Yeah, but listen about this.
1: How many good teams get a number one overall draft pick? Edmonton's had enough of them. Yeah, but they have tanked every season. They're not a good team.
0: They made the playoffs and
1: and one of them sure they they might have and it could have been from a trade or i forget oh, what the scenario was but what i'm they saying is if, if you're not cuz like you're you're saying he's not surrounded by talent well of course not because if he was surrounded by talent then they wouldn't have the number 1 overall draft pick he's the he's well, the building he is the building block at this point in time moving forward for the Chicago Blackhawks they are now going to build their game and their their strengths and weaknesses are going to be built around Bedard.
0: Well, like like you know Forsberg and Nyquist, they're you know as far as I mean that's a different situation, but they're you know as far as they're gelling together and they're making plays and and scoring. Bedard needs somebody on his wing or center. I, I think he is he a center.
1: I'm going like, to tell you right now. What he Bedard he just. Needs.
0: He, he needs he somebody because he, he, he doesn't seem, obviously he can't do it himself. He's not comfortable he on the somebody. ice.
1: He gets harassed by every player out there. Well, Marshan drag, well. <laughs> drags him around the ice, tries to take him to his own bench. You've got every goon and, and rat or whatever you want to call, whatever classification you put him in, those guys that get under your skin, they're getting under his skin. They're taking advantage of him, a little bit of a late hit. Um you know, maybe brushing him along the way, what he needs is a McSorley, like Gretzky had. They need to give him somebody that's going to go out there, and anybody even looks at him wrong they're going to have a fight, and I know that's not the style of hockey that they play now, but or you McCarty. Some, well, yeah, that he needs somebody that's going to defend him every step of the way. He needs a bodyguard because you can see it in his face that he he does he just doesn't even look comfortable. And maybe I'm just overanalyzing it. Maybe I'm just crazy. But, you know, watching plays, like, he gets that, like, almost like a nervous smile type thing as Marshan's dragging him. Like, he wraps his stick around Bedard, and he's literally pulling him backwards into the Boston Bruins bench. You moron. And he just kind of looked like I, didn't see that.
0: I would love to see that. Yeah,
1: but that's what I mean. Like guys are doing things like that. Like I don't want to use the term bullying because this is hockey and that's fun to watch and it's all part of the game. Nobody's going to like hurt this kid intentionally. So it's not like bullying, but, but he's getting bullied out there and there's nobody there to back him up. I mean, who who's, who's dropping gloves when, when he gets looked at the wrong way. And again, I get it. This is not 1990s hockey. But when you have a kid that has all the talent in the world and he's terrified, I don't want to say terrified that's that's not the right word. He's out there playing with men. but a kid who is looks to be timid and shy and worried about what's going to happen on the ice, you give that guy the protection that he needs. Let him go out there and score all the goals, knowing that nobody's going to touch him. It takes that aspect out of out of the game for him it takes that that part out of his brain that, hey, I'm going to go out here and get harassed, that's gone now. Now I can focus on my game. That's what they need to do. If Chicago wants to make Bedard something and not have a bust out of him, they got to bring a goon in that's going to protect him.
0: Yeah, but then, you know, I was just saying this the other day and thinking this the other day. Um, it seems like the NHL, because there's a lot of teams that are built for speed and, you know, skill and stuff like that. And it's like, because And, and, St. Louis, a and St. St. Louis is one of those teams, they're not a heavy team anymore. And, and now it's what you're saying, they're, they're more of a speedy team. It's like, and they, but they don't, and they used to be a team that relies on hitting and, and, you know, heavy, you know, like a heavy type game. And it's like, that's just not, I guess that's just not the NHL anymore. The NHL is like speed and skill and, and all tricks trick shots and all that kind of stuff and now. I just,
1: I just want to point something I, I, out. I, I just
0: think we need to get I mean I don't I don't think we need to get back into the fights every 10 seconds whatever, 10 five minutes, whatever. But does we need... have
1: 10 we need some
0: Yeah. But I mean we Which do need good. we do, do need more gritty gritty, you know. A little, little I mean, more gritty is- than it has been. It's for league wide.
1: And regardless of that stat, I, I still feel you gotta give that kid I mean, maybe it's just the way I look at it, but watching him just get harassed and like, just kind of like, okay, I know it's coming. I got to take it. Like, no, you don't. You go out there and you play hockey. But, I mean, that's that's just how I feel. So he's got 10 goals right now. Well, let's check back when in, let's see, this is what, 19
0: games. So let's check back, like, maybe 40 games in and see what his numbers are, maybe 50, Um, just just to see. If he stepped it up or, you know, what's what's going on?
1: Well, if he keeps this pace up, he'll, he'll, I think he'll tie. So the first season that McDavid played all 82 games was 16 and 17 and he had 30 goals. In 15 and 16, he had four. he played 45 games and had 16 goals. And then in 16, 17 his second year in the league, he had 30 goals. And if Bedard could well, keep this pace, I mean, he, he could surpass if, that. If at this pace, it's, you know, 19
0: games in, um, say it's 20 games, and just base it. I mean, I know there's 82 games, but it's, through 80 yeah. games, if he keeps the pace up, he'll have 40 goals. For, 40 goals.
1: Which is more than what McDavid had. His rookie year, and you're comparing him to a McDavid.
0: Well, that's just um, the way the, think, hu- well, the I way the think- hype, <laughs> uh, way the hype was, and and since going back to the last year before he was even drafted.
1: Yeah, and I still think that he gets hazed out there. I mean, it is comical sometimes. Like, Again, yeah, I hate Marsh. I shouldn't say hate him. I dislike Marshand, but he's doing Marshand things. He's getting the kid out of his game, getting him rattled by literally trying to bring him into the bench. I mean. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy.
0: But I don't think McDavid ever had to go through all that, but he had uh, protectors too, or maybe just Cassian, they didn't. Right? Maybe they just didn't do that because it was McDavid. No,
1: had, I think he had Cassian.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So I mean, he had he had protection out there. Polino can be a tough guy.
0: Some don't do sound like he's happy in Chicago, though, the way he's talking. No. Or maybe he's just trying to fight a uh, light a fire
1: he could be. I mean, he's another veteran guy. I mean, maybe that's his way of, you know, getting getting these guys riled up. Who knows?
0: But um another um another player is uh entering the uh, player assistance uh Samuel Gerard. I, I the saw that. Avalanche.
1: You know what the, the NHL and I'm I'm kind of looking at this a little bit differently right now. But the NHL They could try to stop people from advertising this. And the reason I say that is because this is, like, I I watch all sports, and, like, something like this comes out, they talk about it at every game, at some point in the game, about how he entered the assistance program. He entered the, the, the player assistance program. You don't hear about that in the NFL. You don't hear about that in the NBA. You don't hear about that so much in, in the MLB and this is what like the third or fourth one this year already I don't know I mean I don't I just I don't know if if but anything happened I mean it does seem
0: like
1: it does seem like
0: it's, it's, I don't know about basketball or football but it seems like baseball has a lot in their players as, as well so I mean they just I guess, like you said, not, it does, do. it's not news, no, not advertised.
1: Not, right, it's not like shoved, like it's not put out there all the time. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you'll get some of these whacks that might look at it and say that the NHL is terrible and it does all these terrible things to players and, you know, start some kind of protest or, or ban on, on NHL because it makes people do things that they shouldn't do i mean i don't think it'll get to that point hockey's been around forever and it's actually pretty mild compared to what it used to be in terms of these types of incidents i mean you had bob probert hammered crashing his car like in the tunnel between canada and and, in the u.s like and that tried to they tried to brush that under the rug i mean it's much more i guess back then it just wasn't recorded as much and it probably happened more than it does now but now it's every everything that happens is in the news or on a cell phone so again another player is going into the player assistance player er, program for help i hope he gets the help that he needs i hope he's able to return and play the game that he loves playing and
0: and uh, as long as we're in the NHL news section there's there is a fine I think just one other while we'll, we'll find out about the Hartman incident uh probably later this week Don't
1: forget
0: um about that. but truba was fined the 5000 for a high sticking uh Boston player Baseball Trent Frederick. Frederick yep I didn't see it but
1: um yeah I was gonna bring up the to break it I mean, it was pretty obvious. I don't want to say it was – I don't know if it was intentional, but it was obvious. Um, He's going in. DeBrinckit drops the puck. You see Hartman's leg extend, and you can even see his right hand on DeBrinckit's chest, almost like he's pushing him over his foot. Uh, So, I mean, the evidence is is pretty clear. I mean, DeBrinckit wasn't hurt on the play. It wasn't, like – I don't want to say it wasn't malicious. I've seen worse. Marshand is well, far worse. Um, not acceptable. I, I mean, I think it's findable. I don't know if I would necessarily suspend him for it. I don't know. Hartman is a
0: former predator, and he has, a, he, I believe he has had, I don't think he's got a lot of history, but he's had at least one other incident. So that might. Um, yeah, I just I mean, I and, mean, I, believe and I, I believe that happened, and I believe that happened while he was with the Predators. I don't remember the, uh, who it was against or who it was, but I think he did. rent if I remember correctly, I think it was like a one or two game suspension. Um, so, I, mean, I don't remember. As it, so. a
1: repeat offender, I mean, just just for so that, he might. Um, but it wasn't like he didn't drive anyone into the boards or anything like that. It was just a, you know, it's just it was a quick play. You know, i'm not yeah. saying it was good or bad but it was a quick play and i he i think he knew what he was doing and i think he should get something but we'll find out
0: and i think that's all the ones we got, cause i think we talked about dress on ernie last game last show and I think, i'm i sure we had time i'm pretty sure we talked about hogland or two i think that's all all the other all ones i'm sure we'll talk more about hartman and next show because i mean obviously he's still got to have the hearing so Um, I guess that can, that'll roll us into the Predwings 10 and I, I just have, I know we're not going to say, you know, mention the super 16 because that's, you know, nothing, but I did, I happen to see it. Um, and they have pretty much the same as ours, not in the same order, but. Pretty basically the same team so we're we're pretty much on track with the NHL so I don't know if you want to start with the Predator yeah
1: mine's actually pretty pretty easy mine's going to be all the same except I'm bumping um Toronto and moving Detroit back in um I think Detroit's on kind of a stretch or a good stretch right now I think that they've uh, been playing really really good hockey um but again I'm going to go through it really quick here but Boston is Boston. They're playing fantastic right now. Um, you know, Vegas, I, I still have Vegas up there. Um, again, another team just playing phenomenal hockey right now. Rangers, they're always in the hunt recently, and, you know, they're they're hungry. And, again, I still think Detroit needs to win that game. But, um, you know, I'm going to put Vancouver after them. Florida, Dallas, Kings, uh, Winnipeg. Colorado and round it off with Detroit
0: oh so you're gonna you're you're gonna bump Detroit you're gonna bump uh
1: bump Toronto for Detroit yep
0: wow that's interesting
1: why do you think that's in- interesting
0: well I don't even have Toronto in so I guess although I don't know but anyway um so mine let's see i got vegas still at the top and vancouver i still got them and and number two um they they're still looking pretty good um but i got the rangers they had a couple couple wins couple decent wins so i I got them moving up to the third spot and boston had a couple losses big losses one to detroit that they probably should have won um I mean, and, and they lost. What it was like five to two? It was at home too. It was in Boston, and so I got them slipping to four. And then I got Colorado moving up to fifth spot. They had some, you know, despite the you know loss to, you know, last week they lost to the Predators, but you know they're still still playing. You know that didn't really phase them. You know they came right out and got a couple more wins. Um, Florida, I got them staying the same at six. And then Dallas, I got them moving down a little bit, even though you know they're still not doing too bad. And then I got the Kings uh, dropping. Um, they they're kind of they're kind of funny right now. Um, and then I got Washington moving. Um, actually had them Washington. I had to, they were last week. They were a special mention. Um, I got that moving in, and um, I know it might be a little too early, but I got Nashville moving into top ten. Um, you know, you know, just because that you know they want, they beat a couple of good teams, Colorado, St. Louis, they're on a four game wing streak. Uh, could be five if they can f- figure out how to beat Winnipeg, which has been a nemesis. Um, which we'll talk about next week, and then I got Winnipeg and Anaheim dropping out. I mean, obviously they might end up back in next week who knows um, you know Nashville could be dropping out too but I don't know maybe I'm biased but I just think the way they've been playing lately um, and then a special mention philadelphia they're playing really well lately they are uh, they're third in the division just one point behind uh, Carolina who I think did Carolina um, I think Carolina played Columbus today. They yep, the hurricanes beat Columbus three to two. Um so um so Philadelphia's right behind them. And then uh Calgary, um, they're also not doing uh I mean they're they're still eight and ten and but you know, they, they they'll figure it out. I mean they're doing they got too much talent um, to 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 sit at the bottom forever, and you know that game they they actually looked they didn't actually look that bad against the Predators. I just think the Predators played a lot, but a, a lot a, a complete game. So, you know, I just had to mention Calgary in that. So. That's our Predwings ten. Any other news stories? I don't think. I Haven't really heard any more. Any other news stories, uh, hockey stories, or anything? Admirals they beat Iowa, wild uh, three to one. So I guess Iowa does have hockey. Um, and then they lost to Rockford, uh, two to one. And then they beat Rockford and up back end the home and home three and two. So they're kind of up and down so far, so. the Predators, some of these young young draft, uh, young prospects, Dennis Guryanov, he's got 15 points in 15 games, so he's not doing too bad. Five goals, 10 assists. Then you got Mark Tienkowski, he's got 13 points. Igor Afanasyev, he's got 10 points. I just love saying that name. Um, so that's just a few of the players, some of the Preds up and coming, maybe at some point. Even on their, who, knows, <laughs> who knows when they'll be able to crack the line up, maybe in a f- three, four years, because I don't see him doing anything this year, as far as, unless there's some injuries. But that's it. All, that's all I got for the Admirals.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at uh, some of the stats for um, Grand Rapids. And I, I think we have to be pretty pretty excited with a couple of uh, names that we've heard here recently. Uh, Jonathan Bergeron, um, you know, he's played 11 games. He's got four goals and seven assists, um, which he played a lot of games with Detroit last year. And it's good that he's off to a start like this because he needs to con- keep the consistency, um, get some more pro time under his belt. And then, you know, as as some of these guys, you know, there's some moving pieces in Detroit, uh, which which we didn't talk about is Patrick Kane. I forgot about that, but you know he could potentially be somebody that could come de- to Detroit. It's one of the landing spots for him. I'm not quite sure how I feel about it, um, but it's either going to be de- Detroit or Florida. It sounds like. So we'll. I haven't heard any
0: more on like Patrick Kane since the last show, though. So.
1: Well, Buffalo is out of the mix now.
0: Oh. Okay, this, this was he wants. Florida. I thought yeah. I heard, or was it we talked about this last? I thought I heard something about an original six, or, or maybe you mentioned that.
1: Yeah, that's that's what a lot of people were talking about. They were saying original six team, and now it's narrowed down to Detroit and Florida. So people are speculating he's coming to Detroit to get back with the brinket, Um which there's there's a lot of moving parts with this though, because you bring Patrick Kane in, and you know now we got to bump somebody. So, my guess is it's probably going to be Raymond getting bumped off the top line. So, your top line would be Larkin, Debrinket, and um, Patrick Kane. No, well, so but then who's the center? Getting, that means you're going to get somebody. Well, Larkin can play center. Yeah, but Kane
0: is a center, isn't he? Uh, or no, can okay. he play wing?
1: I thought he was a wing. I thought he was... he's a center.
0: Oh, okay, so well, maybe they will put well maybe he would be on the wing and I don't know, but I, um I just want to mention you know the Griffins, they, you know they got twelve points so they're they're almost at the bottom of the division, so I guess it's just you know a lot of the younger younger Detroit players you know that's just the way, yeah, but way I mean, it
1: works. if you start looking at I mean if you look at some of these players um Jonathan Berger and four goals. Simon Edvinson three goals. Austin Zarnick three goals. Um, let's see here. Let's go over to assists. Jonathan Bergen with seven. Simon Edvinson with, with seven. And then Cross Hannes. He's got four. Um but I mean these are the up and coming wings. Like these are the guys that we need to de- to develop and get them up here. And you know, it's a good sign. I, I'm I'm excited because by the time you have guys like if and this is an if with an asterisk, but if Patrick Kane comes to Detroit by the time he's set to retire, because he's not going to sign a long-term deal, I'd be very shocked and surprised if you see him sign a long-term deal, especially with Iserman. I, I think you might be looking at a year or two, maybe. But once once that's done, once if he if he comes and then he goes, you're going to have a guy like Bergeron that that's going to come up and just hopefully fill the shoes that that he just left. So it's nice to have these guys growing in in the minors and coming up and hopefully going to continue to prove themselves at the NHL level, but it's nice that that some of our younger guys that have kind of had a taste up in the NHL are, you know, playing some of the best hockey for the team. So, you know, and that's Tara Hirose as well. I'm not sure why he's not up more, but it looks like he's having a good season. Um, I know he's a little bit on the smaller side and struggled a little bit. So maybe that's part of the reason, but yep. As soon as some of these vacancies become available, you know, we've got a good crop that's going to move in. So I'm kind of excited about that as a as a fan of these players. So that moves us.
0: Actually, we got to go through our weekly pick so that kind of, we can kind of jump into our uh, previews while that, but let's, let's see. So, um, Let's see, San Detroit so I was the New North Jersey. North yeah, and then New Jersey is the U I got that one correct. They, they won that game, right? Yeah. No, they did. Um, so I got that one correct and you got that one wrong. And the then Price we
1: said three losses, huh?
0: And then we both got Boston wrong, which I
1: That was an obvious bet that it was a sucker bet. There,
0: And then I got Minnesota correct, and you got that one wrong. So that leaves me at ten and ten, and you're at eight and twelve. So let's let's go through uh,
1: Detroit. Want to go through them now? I'll just and uh, we'll uh, do our picks. Yeah. Okay. So Detroit. Um. You know, we're going to uh, MSG on the 29th here, and playing the Rangers.
0: We actually. Did last show, but we can uh did, did that one, but we, we did, can, we can well, re-urgate, we re, 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 re yeah.
1: So I, I still have that as a win. I'm still feeling Detroit's gonna rally and keep this three game streak going to four. They need to win some of these big games to prove that they're a contender in this league. That's what Eisenman wants. That's what the fans want. We want to make sure that, that all these efforts and all of these trades and all of these um, you know, trying to get draft picks for the youth is all going to turn out to amount to something so Uh, i want a win i want to show progress i feel it we're on a three-game win streak we're going to make it four i'm going to
0: stick with a loss uh because the rangers are also on a three-game win streak and it is in new york um they are six and one at home Detroit is four. well, they're, they're not too bad on the road. They're 4-3-1, and one, but mm-hmm. Rangers are really dominant at home. They're on a three-game <laughs> win streak. So, I, I'm going to stick with going to have to
1: lose. Okay. Yeah. okay. Someone's, someone's three-game win
0: streak is coming to an end.
1: Yeah, that is true. Well, then on the 30th, the very next night on a back-to-back, Chicago's coming into Detroit. I am going to go with a win. I think Detroit's going to make it five in a row and i think they're going to keep that streak going. So
0: i'm going to just call that one they're they're coming back home. I think they're going to jump right back in and get a win against Chicago is a train wreck.
1: Yep. And then i'm going to i'm going to do this one just because we might bleed into that part of the week, but on the second we're playing in Montreal and i'm going with a win. I think we're going to make it six straight. And then unfortunately, the next game after that, which I, I'm not going to say who it's against, I think that's where we falter. But anyways, I'm going Montreal the win. We're going to go six straight and prove to the league that the Red Wings are for real. We're finally gelling, and it's happening right now. I'm going to call
0: a, what I say, win? Yeah, win against Montreal as well. Jumping Montreal, Montreal, I mean, they started off to a hot start, but. You know, they wow, lost you're one. riding
1: it. You're riding the train. They're
0: tied with Buffalo with twenty points down towards the towards the bottom of the bottom of the division again. So uh, I just yeah, I don't know what's going on in Montreal. I really watched them so but I'm just gonna call it I, I you know Detroit's fighting their ways, I think.
1: Yep. Yep, they are.
0: Um, so, uh, we're on the Preds. Let's see, we had, what was it? The Calgary. We both got Calgary correct. Ooh. And we both got St. Louis wrong. So, oh, that leads yeah. us to, let's see, I'm 10 and 9 with the Preds and you're 8 and 11. Uh, overall, Overall, it's 20 to 19 for me and 16 and 23 for you. So that leaves us uh, the Winnipeg game, which is actually tonight, which I don't even know. I don't even know the outcome. I haven't watched the game. I don't even know what the score is. So it's obviously over by now. I called that one a loss just because of the way Winnipeg, but I'm kind of like, and I I mentioned this earlier, I kind of, I got to keep it a loss. Just because, and I also mentioned it. We also mentioned it last show, um, but I, I, I'm kind of feeling a win, but I don't know the outcome, so I don't know. But I'm, I'm just, I'm going to keep the loss, just because it's Winnipeg, Winnipeg? and they're on a four-game win streak. It would be nice to get that five-game win streak going, but we're to keep.
1: I'm going to go the loss as well, okay? Because say I should do everything you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then that leads us into another home game. Uh, so it's, you know, it's other than that St. Louis game, it's like a nice, big, long home stand. Um, the 28th, which is Tuesday or something like that, I think it's Tuesday. They got Pittsburgh coming in. Um,
1: Pittsburgh is dirt and, and they're so respectable. And
0: Dar- 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 Lee, they're kind of weird. They're just coming off a win. Um,
1: I mean, Crosby's uh, got three goals in the last five and, games. And, yeah, and, you know,
0: Nashville's, I mean, for, uh, they have given Nashville a hard time. Um, obviously, they only played twice, thank God, in, in a season. But I, I think the Preds are going to find a way to win this game. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I know you got Crosby and Melkin, but, I mean, they,
1: Forsberg's it, on, a, on a goal streak. And He's got
0: and, seven
1: and, points in the last five games. And, five and of those are goals. So, I, I'm riding the I'm riding the Forsberg train through this win, and then they got
0: Minnesota coming up on the thirtieth, um, and I I'm going with a win with that because Minnesota they doesn't seem like they're they're kind of like lost, um, you know they're down at the bottom almost just just two points out of Chicago. I don't know really. I don't even really know who they got left. Um, they, on are our kinda, team.
1: they are kind of lost. I'll give you that. Um, I'll give you that. Um, and they also could be without Ryan Hartman.
0: Yeah, so that's. I mean, I mean, he could be variables. I'm
1: going
0: with yeah. Nashville. And um, and Hartman. I mean, he is a former predator. He's kind of a kind of a predator killer. Uh, you know they, he seems always seems to find a, a way to score against the predators. Um, so you know they might not have him in that game. Um. Who knows? And then um, they also have a game in the second. Um, so I, you know, depending on what happens, I'll I'll still do that one. Um, that one's against. That one's a home game against the Rangers. The Rangers are like I said. The Rangers are playing really well. Um, let's see what uh, the Rangers are. They're nine and two away from the Garden, so they're even better. Well well more, a good team. more wins um and i'm sure they'll probably have some fans coming in and to Nashville because it's a, a fairly easy trip uh from new york to you know nice little kind of a quick quick trip uh, plane trip i guess you want to call it that um so they you know they'll probably they might have some fans there um I, i'm gonna call it a loss. Um, yeah, I'm
1: gonna call it a loss. It, you know,
0: I'd like to be wrong, but who knows? So, um, and then that's you know, and then the next game after that, well, I won't say because uh, that kind kind of like the Predators seem like they're following the the wing schedule a little bit. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. <laughs> yeah,
1: a you got the same teams
0: coming and or going, you know, play before or after or whatever. So um that that's it for our our uh re- previews i guess you can call it that um and i guess that wraps up uh another show unless you got anything more to add
1: no i think that's it uh
0: so you can get us on um facebook discord twitch instagram uh pridewings podcast and axe I won't say the other word because obviously they won't, they're not that anymore. So I'm actually, I, I don't know. I, I'm just actually saying that, you know, I, I'm getting used to it, I guess. Um, but anyway, X and YouTube at Predwings Pod, and then our email is Predwings at gmail.com. So once again, thanks for tuning in to the Predwings Podcast.
1: Good night, Hockey Town. See ya, Smashville.